You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Through the Mountains Be Shaken. Ariel's is a story of perseverance. For 10 years, her family watched her struggle with pain, confusion, and symptoms without answers. All of her dreams, plans, and goals for her future seemed to crumble under unexplained illness. She often cried out to God wondering, why me? And became confused about her purpose. The many years that followed were tough, with endless treatments and tests, but she never gave up. She never stopped fighting to reach a level of normalcy, again for her and her family, and neither should you. Ariel has overcome chronic illness, an eating disorder, loss, regret, difficult relationships, and shares what it's like to battle these challenges while being a full-time mother of four littles. Journey with her by purchasing Through the Mountains Be Shaken, available on Amazon and iTunes for pre-order now in February 2020. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I am joined by my co-host, one of my favorite people to talk to. But I'm not with my ride or die, of course. I got to give a shout out to Angelica. Uh, still feeling a little under the weather this week, um, but it is Jamie is here today. Jamie, say hi. Hi. Um, so we decided to take a break again. We're getting back to Umbrella Academy, so everybody don't fret. We're going to get back to it. Um, but we want to talk about Black love movies. So that's one of my, I'm, I'm going to go on record right now. So go ahead and get ready to at me. But I think the two best genres are love and action or romance and action. I think that's the two best genres of movies to go see. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. We're talking about black love movies today. Um, we're going to start out with photograph, kind of take it. I think we should go a little bit current Jamie and then kind of work our ways back. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's go with photograph first. Um, mm-hmm. So just this is spoiler alert right now. So just turn this podcast off for a little bit. Come back on if you haven't seen Photograph yet, because I'm going to give you the real quick synopsis of what Photograph was about. Yes. So, um, so basically, famed photographer Christina M's. I think that's right, Jamie. Correct me if I'm I'm like horrible with the names. If you need to jump in and just let me know. Oh yeah, I think Ames. Yeah, E A M E S. Yes. So Christina Ames. Um, she dies on unexpectedly, and she leaves her estranged daughter, played by the wonderful Issa Rae. Her name is Maya in the movie. Um, and basically full of questions where her mom's died. Because basically her mom didn't share a lot about her life. Kind of kept it close, knit to the vest. Um, and it kind of reminded me like a lot of, um, just a detour for a little bit. Um, I know in my world, like a lot of my aunts and my mom, like sometimes they'll hide a little bit of like some of their personal or like, you know, way back in the day stuff from you. Like some of the stories. And you mm-hmm. figure out like all the details and everything. So it kind of reminded me of that, like kind of keeping it close to the vest. Um so when her mom passed, she was obviously left with like all of these questions about what happened in her past and everything. Um, and she finds a photo in a safe deposit box that her mom leaves with her, hence photograph. 
And um, so she basically, it's basically a journey diving into her mom's early life and, um, you know, some romances that her mom were in along the way and um, how she became this journalist that is uh, famed and everybody knows about. So, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, let me give you a little bit of the cast that's in there. Of course, I'm missing Issa Rae, um, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, we had Courtney B. Vance. I haven't seen him in anything in a while. Mm -hmm. um little rail was in there um and christina was played by um shante adams she did i don't know if you remember this um jamie you might know something maybe current more current that she was in because i knew her face looked familiar but i couldn't place it um i saw she was in that movie roxanne roxanne on netflix yep yep that's that's what i remember her from was roxanne roxanne that was at sundance about a few years ago so yeah guys Um, check that out that's a good one um, that's a good yep. one if you want to see that it has Neil Long in it, uh, Mahershala Ali. So yeah, check that one out if you guys get a chance. Um, but Jamie, I guess we'll just start with like, so what were your first impressions? Like, did you like it? Um, something that didn't really work. I loved it. You know, I really love the music in this film. It felt like another character in mm-hmm. the movie and it gave this vibe that this was going to be a very grown up adult, you know, kind of film. And, um, and I liked that it was this really great drama, but then it didn't get too sappy and sentimental. Cause that's where Lil Rel comes in. Cause Lil Rel's character, <laughs> he kind of adds comedy and adds a little bit of levity in moments. Yeah. And I liked that because it, it was that great balance of making it, you know, funny and happy when things got down to when things got a little bit too dramatic because it did go right. down a rabbit hole oh, where yeah, definitely yeah it was getting a little too sappy and I'm like okay but then you know Lil Rel yanked us out of that and I like that um you know the director um shout out to Stella Maggie who directed this um mm-hmm. also wrote the script gave us that oh, nice, nice balance and she's really great at ensemble pieces she also directed and wrote this film called the weekend which premiered at the toronto film festival a couple of years ago that i watch also great black cast um and um oh gosh i can't pronounce his name but the actor that was in the photograph yalan noel he was also in in yeah. yeah, that would better. That's better than what I could have <laughs> did. Yeah, um, Yalan Noel. He also starred in the weekend, and he stars in in the photograph as uh, Christina Ames' uh, long lost love. So anyway, um, yeah, I I just I really dig the movie in so many ways, and um, the performances were great. And and I I also just to add this, I really loved the different relationships. Because obviously, yeah, that was really, yeah, like Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield's character, their relationship is obviously the centered, um, you know, relationship in the film, but surrounding their relationships, we've got these parallels between her mother's relationship with her long lost love. And then, um, Lakeith Stanfield's friend, best friend, Lil Rel, his relationship with his wife, Issa Rae's uh stepfather uh his relationship you know with her mother so like all of these different kinds of relationships that happen throughout the film i i just really liked those kinds of parallels which mm. which was really nice to see and also the relationship between Issa Rae's friend and uh 
uh, Keith's friend, which you know they kind of hooked up. And, yeah, that was a cool. Yeah, thing too. I like that. So one, yeah. it, it it was just nice seeing all of these other relationships that kind of formed a circle around uh, the center of uh, Lakeith and Issa's relationship. Yeah, and I like and um kind of playing two more off of um I enjoyed it too. Um, there was there were some things that I was kind of like. Uh, when you see so many of these black love movies, you're kind of like, well, did they have to add that in there? Um, it didn't necessarily hurt the film, but it was just like things that popped out to me mm-hmm. that I was kind of thinking, like when you mentioned the music, um, I think, th- didn't they do like If the World Were Mine by uh, Luther Vandross? And like one of the little, or maybe it was some Luther Vandross song that I know I've heard before that they use, I feel like they use a lot. Probably. I don't remember, but I would be surprised. Like, why is that always the song? Because, you know, I feel like they can use, like, you know, like, I mean, it is like, it's whatever, because it's not going to hurt the film or damage the film. But it was just something that popped out to me where I was just like, out of all the romance songs, you know, you could use, like, maybe some up-to-date artists, get them a little shine or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not hating on Luther. Luther is bomb. I'm not hating on Luther, but I'm just saying, I'm like, why? Why is it's like always? It was if the world were mine. Yes. Right. It was that. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, not like it's going to make or break the film. It's not going to hurt anybody, (laughs) but I just noticed. I'm like, why is it? Maybe that's a favorite of Stella's or something. I don't know. Um, But I, I could see what you're saying. I just feel like. There's you can never go wrong with the Luther song because his songs are just so classic, you know. That's true. You do got me on that point. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah I can't hate on Luther. Per, I'm not hating on Luther per se, but I'm just like, <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, why is that always like the go-to song? But yeah, it's, it's whatever. I'm just a little too picky. I'm too picky. What did you think about their conversations? Um, like that first date conversation that Issa and Lakeith had in the restaurant where they're talking about their favorite artist. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. What did you think yeah. about that moment? I thought that was cool. Because I, I, you would think they would do something else, but that's very much like, um, I feel like the generation of dating now, like I feel like that's what your conversation yeah. would be. You would just start talking about like some kind of uh, rap artist. And I agree with that too. Like uh, Drake, I, I can't remember the exact words they use, but I know he was, he's to me, he is kind of like that playful kind of chill a little bit kind of rapper. But then you have, um, uh, or not, what did I say? I don't think it was Kanye West. Who am I trying to think of? Not Kanye West. Um, oh man, not Kanye West. Kendrick? Uh, he did the Black Panther soundtrack. Kendrick? Kendrick I think Lamar? He just said it. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I do agree with like they some sometimes his his songs do make you yes, feel guilty. Yeah. When they come out, they do make you feel guilty. That was on point. And I think one of the lines, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember exactly how she said it, but the line that resonated with me the most in that scene was when Issa said to Lakeith, Do you feel like sometimes you're someone else when you're around other people? And I just, that, that really struck me because sometimes, especially when you're in those moments when you are on a first date, you know, you're not your true self, you're your associate, I guess, so to speak, you're your representative. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when sometimes you're around a group of friends or you're at a party with a group of people, you're not truly yourself because Mm -hmm. you kind of are putting on you know, you're kind of putting on because you want people to like you, you want to have, you know, a personality. And sometimes, you know, you come home and you wonder, like, you know, what is, what is really your true self? And I don't know, there was something about that line that just really struck me that I really liked. And, um, yeah, I, and then, you know, when Lakeith was just like, just 
be yourself. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, and he was super, he had some major like swag that I didn't know he had because maybe I just hadn't been paying attention. I guess I missed like and get out, you know, when they, it's still that moment I remember when they snapped the, uh, uh-huh. the camera on him and he like lost <laughs> it for a little bit. <laughs> that's the only thing I ever remember about him. I know he's done like a ton of like sons of parts and I probably should remember something else, but that's like the only thing that popped <laughs> in my head when I found out he was in this movie. I was like, I still remember him being like just so shocked. But yeah, he had like I, I'm like paying attention to him now when he does because I thought he did a yeah. great job in this that I I wasn't expecting. And I, you know, I, props to Issa Rae, you know, I I've seen her mm-hmm. work since she first started. I remember Issa Rae back in the misadventures of awkward black girl day um i even had a chance to interview her a long 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 time ago um we did a phone interview for awkward black girl and i I chatted with her um but you know even back in those days when she had her web series her acting wasn't the best um (laughs) you know it was it was pretty yeah she was kind of getting her footing together so um she has certainly improved i mean just miraculously from that to insecure to now her first feature um in in a leading role i I, i'm just so impressed by how she's just completely come into her own as an actress it's it's just it's it's a magnificent so she really did a great job in this performance and i was talking with another fellow film critic of mine and I'm like I want to see her now in more leading roles because you know we just don't see enough black women actors in leading roles and I think that she is one of those actors now that could carry a film by herself and it would get you know yeah it would it would you know make money at the box office like she she is now considered a leading lady um so yeah she's she's definitely improved significantly since the uh the youtube yeah, days I, do, I, I just like like her um like you were saying about the phone interview like when i see interviews of her she's just so much like it seems like herself like it seems like it would be hard for her to put on like a front for some of this stuff even though she might be i mean like we wouldn't know but you know just like she seems very mm-hmm. unapology just like a black woman that's just trying to figure it out which i think is so cool about her um when she does these different types of yeah types of roles and everything and we're just waiting, you know, we're just slowly waiting for Insecure to come back. We're like, where you at? But then we see her pop up in like five movies. So yes. <laughs> April is not getting here fast enough. I saw the promo last night on HBO. Yeah, like, it's like, hurry up. Like my, I took my sister with me to see that she was so bad. She was like, why is she not doing Insecure right now? Like it just didn't help. I thought it would help for her to see like her doing something else. She was like, no, this is, I don't know why this is taking time away from Insecure. <laughs> I, but you know what? I loved it. I because I was concerned. I was like, I haven't really seen her. I mean, we I we did see her do some dramatic mm-hmm. uh, performances, like in the Hate You Give. She had a yeah. dramatic performance in that film. But you know, this is kind of like her first major role in in a dramatic film. So I was a little concerned. But um, I'm fine with seeing her doing more of this. Obviously, Insecure is definitely her baby, but um, I would love to see more of these kinds of films for Issa Rae because she she does it so incredibly well. Right, yeah. Oh, and then I want to, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add about this movie before we keep it going, but um, one of my favorite scenes, um, I don't remember the actresses, I don't know the actresses' names, but the two little girls, I think it was Sandrine and Sophie. Oh, yes. 
um, Little Rails. They they were the cutest, sweetest things ever. And that was like one of my favorite moments, favorite scenes when they were like they basically were giving Issa Rae the lowdown on his past girlfriend. Right. Um, and I was just like, this is the best. This is like I, to me, that was like one of the shining moments of the movie. And especially um, when the little girl has a look on her face, like she said to yes. me, and it's like, okay, it's time for me to be quiet now. The audience roared with laughter in the movie theater when she had that moment. <laughs> she... Yeah, that I was like, this is the cutest thing ever right yeah. now. Yeah, that was, that was a great moment. Great job to the actor and the director for that scene, because it's like... You know, it's just it's just a great moment where you see that the kid has just like spilled all this tea and then, you yeah. know, East is like asking another question and the kid's like, oh, I think I said too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Yeah, I definitely like how they did. They did a great with that. And I can't remember what uh, Little Rose, um, the actress that played his wife in there. Oh, um, yeah. Tiana Paris. Paris. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And she's also going to okay. be playing. Okay. Um, she's going to be playing Monica Rambeau. And the um, yeah, yeah, and hey, WandaVision, and WandaVision oh coming up. Yep, nice. So we get. To, I'm glad. Well, I'm excited to see her more. I think that whole family was cute. Like you said, the relationships outside of uh, the main characters were just were done really great. Were pretty great. You got any? You got mm-hmm. any? You got any last things you want to add about the photograph? Um, that's it. I I just love the the locations. I love the New Orleans backdrop. I thought that that was amazing. Um, I love the fact that they were in London at some point and they were in New York. So just all of the different kinds of scenes that the, the movie takes place in was really nice. Um, so, yeah. Yep. So go see it. If you haven't seen it, if we haven't spoiled too much for you, go see it. <laughs> go see it. Oh, and one, one more thing, thing to add to yeah. about the photograph. I did notice that there was some shade thrown um, by film critics. Oh comparing this film to queen and slim oh yeah well that's a good segue i was gonna get to that next because that's that you know that's like when you google that's one of the black uh love movies to watch i you know i loved queen and slim i thought queen and slim was good i wasn't a fan of the ending um but people were you know film critics were throwing shade because you know this was Photograph compared to Queen and Slim, this was a happy black love film, mm-hmm. and Queen and Slim was more of a tragic black love film. Oh, so that's why, so the, yeah, that's that's why the, the the shade was being thrown. But I mean, why do we always have to compare? I mean, again, like <laughs> this is what we do when it comes to to blackness yeah, in the black like community. Black anything, yeah, like blackness. Yeah. yeah, we always compare. I, white people never compare each other like that, but we always compare. So maybe because it's just not enough of our films uh, to yeah. critique and we only have a few to go off of. But um, anyway, I think that uh, I think both films are, are decent films. So yeah, I, I need to see Quinn and Slim. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, so I'll just I guess I'll just reserve. But just from hearing the theme or like the. <laughs> The uh from what to hear to hear what it's about, I feel like it's got to be way darker than Photograph because Photograph had its moments, but I, it's, you know nobody's like pulling you over to cop not pulling you over, you know. So. No, no. Um. Okay. Mm-mm. 
though. Yeah. It's not um, So I guess now yeah. we'll just, I'm just going to list off some black love movies so we could just have our little girl talk and talk about, uh, you know, which, if we think it actually should be on the list, because this is just my Google list. So if you guys are interested, just Google black love movies and all these like movies forever just come up. Um, so the first one I found was Beyond the Lights. Do you remember that one? Oh, yes, that was good. That was a great film. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think that was, um, yeah. to me, I, to me, that I, I, I was going to say that's one of my favorites, but I guess I better reserve till I get down to the list. Because <laughs> I like that it was yeah, like part entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call it one of my favorites, but it's it's definitely high up on the list. Um, but it's a really great black love story. Shout out to Gina Prince Bythewood, who's also been on the Black Girl Nerds podcast hey. for putting together such a beautiful love story. And also, we love Gugu Mbatha-Ra, who's also been on yeah. the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Um, who starred in that film, and then you know Nate Parker, which you know. Me, Parker. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I I I think that that was a that was definitely a good uh, black love film. It was that did that kind of launch Google a little bit? I know that's when I started paying attention. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if she had anything before that, but I know that's when I started paying attention. Like, well, I want to see what she. Does I feel like it did. I feel like it did because I didn't know who she was really before that. I mean, I think Bell really kind of launched her. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about yeah. Bell. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. So. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, What about, okay, next we got Love Jones. Now, it's been, I'm pulling it back. I'm going way, some of these people are like going forward and they're going like way yeah. back. So, we have to kind of remember some of the plots mm-hmm. and stuff. Or if you haven't seen Love Jones like 10 times when you're younger. I know that um Stella Maggie, she um was inspired because we interviewed her um, for the photograph on Black Girl Nerds. You can check that out on the website. But she Mm -hmm. said that she was inspired by Love Jones when writing the script for the photograph. So that was pretty cool to know. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I can And now I can kind of see that because Love Jones is very like, you know, two different movies. Don't come for two different Mm -hmm. movies, but it's very mellow and like the feel of it that I feel like the photograph had, like where you have black people actually like explaining things that might be hard in a relationship and breaking it down and, and then the friendships and stuff like that yeah so um and you know Lorenz tate whatever he caught himself doing on power you know that's a whole other story but he was i like he is really not aged he looks the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what is his like workout skin condition what like, is he doing <laughs> skin condition wow skin treatment for real uh, I'm trying to think. I was just I'm like googling as I'm going because I'm just trying to see if there's any more like notable people as we point out these films that have really like just taken off as some of these like old school. Uh, I really need like, to watch Love movies. Jones again because Love Jones is one of those films. So there's films that I've seen where I've only seen them once in my life and that's it. Mm-hmm. And Love Jones is one of those movies. And I saw Love Jones basically when it first came out. So. It's not a movie that stuck with me. I mean, I, I remember bits and pieces of it, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember it in full detail like a lot of people do because they've probably seen it repeatedly. So I have to rewatch that movie because yeah. um, it's been so, so long. Yeah, and a lot of these, like, if you ever have time, because we're always talking about, like, you get caught up in just, like, watching whatever you can binge, you know, because we want to talk about bring you guys a lot of content and stuff. 
Um, but BT like has these things on rotation. Yes. <laughs> I just noticed, like I didn't notice that till a couple days ago. I was like, man, shout out to BT for keeping these movies going. Yeah, maybe they have it on BET Plus, don't they? Um, with the new streaming network. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I still I still haven't got that yet. I don't know if it's like I'm like debating because I have so many streaming I know, services. Me too. But yeah, I'm pretty sure if they don't have it on there, I don't know what they're doing on uh, BET Plus. They have to have some of these movies on there. Yeah, they have to. Um, so let's see. What about Love and Basketball? Is that another? I couldn't remember if you said that's another like one. Yep. You just watched it. That one. was, and I think that was another film that Stella um, said she was also inspired by when writing the script for The Photographed. Um, also, shout out to Gina Prince Bythewood again. That's another film of hers. Love and Basketball is definitely a classic. Yeah, and I think for me, what I thought was cool about Love and Basketball is because, um, like Sanaa Lathan, she wasn't your typical girl you're supposed to fall in love with. I think was so cool about Love and Basketball. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't just trying to be like the the huge prom queen and fit into everybody's role. Um, so I think that was like to me that's one thing. Like if you don't remember anything else, like watching it sometimes that's kind of the thing that I think kind of really stuck with people that it she wasn't just your typical like trying to be beautiful prom queen. Um, it was kind of like he had to work into like, well, I just need to accept her for who she's going to be. She wants to be this basketball player. So I need to accept Exactly. Her. Exactly. Even though she's gorgeous. <laughs> but right. Anyway. Right. I was like, not like she's not pretty. Right. Anyway, but so I, I think it really drew to the fact that it takes guys a minute. Like it took him a second to kind of realize like, Hey, she's gorgeous. She's athletic. She's trying to do stuff for herself. Why am I not finding this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another great black love movie with Sanaa Lathan, um, that's actually a little bit more recent is Napoli Ever After. I don't know if you've seen that one. That was from, um, I haven't, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen that one. Is that the one where she had to have that, she did that dramatic, like, uh, she shaved her head. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good film. So if you guys haven't seen that, I think it's still on Netflix. So cute. I, I really, I really enjoyed watching um her performance in that I just want to watch it for the title I can't believe I forgot to go back and watch that one <laughs> I like the title of that one <laughs> um let's see let's keep it with what we got okay so if it's not beyond the lights for me it's probably think like a man the first one and the second one I know usually people don't like the second one but oh, okay. I really like those movies like if I just want to just chill out and not think about anything like something yeah. really getting on my nerves I'll pop I'll pop think like a man in uh-huh. I like think like a man I like I actually like both of those movies those were great films. And they were yeah, funny. That's what I like. I think it's like, like you, a break. It, you know, it's not so they don't take it so serious. Like it has some serious moments, obviously, but it's so right. much fun to me just to sit down and like watch something like that. And you're just laughing like constantly. And I, I really love those ensemble pictures. Like I love um, films that have a great ensemble cast. It just mm-hmm. makes it for a more interesting, you know, story, plot, performance. So yeah. Let's I agree with see. you. Okay, poetic justice. That one's at the pretty much like at my the top of my list. Poetic justice. I loved poetic now, and because you know everybody now has a rock the box braids. Jada, uh, Jada, Jada. I was gonna say Jada Pinkett. Jada. I don't know what's going on with me today. <laughs> Janet Jackson was rocking. Well, we we can get to Jada Pinkett's uh, Smith. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With her film, um, but yes, 
I really love poetic justice. I actually did get box braids put in my hair because of Janet Jackson nice. <laughs> when I saw her. You posting you posting a picture, Jamie? You, you know, I can do that. I can put that out on Twitter later on. Hey, there you, uh, go. you guys better check it out. Better check it out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I loved Poetic Justice. It was just it's just a, such a beautiful film. Um, and I remember all of the crazy controversy around, remember the controversy around Janet Jackson, not wanting to kiss Tupac or wanting him to get a HIV test or something like that. I was like, what in the world? But, um, yeah, it was, it was a really beautiful film and, uh, and just the poetry. That first scene always gets me the way it opens. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just just the narration of the poetry, yeah. like that being the backdrop of each scene, that's what just made it so beautiful. I mean, it was it was poetic. It that's, I think that's what just made the film so artistic in that way. So and so unique. So that's that's why it's high up on the list for me. If if the film the film has to stand out in some kind of way for it to be a good film for okay. me. So. That's why I really liked Poetic Justice in that way. I can see. I can see. Now, here's one that I wonder if this is low-key, too low-key for people um, before we get... Or did you want to do... Did you want to do Jada Pinkett? Oh, yeah. Well, Jason's Lyric. I love Jason's Lyric. It's just... Oh, yeah. That was good. You know, that's also on my top list. That's just... That's one of the first Black love films where I was just like, wow, this is just so intense. These love scenes Mm. are just... Oh, oh yeah, them love scenes. You ain't getting that out your head. <laughs> you seen a lot of Jada Pinkett Smith. He's like, you know, okay. Alan Payne's chest and those uh, <laughs> those knot balls on his chest. It's so true. It's so true. That I just so I, I wanted him to do something about them knot balls, but other than that, other than the knot balls, um, <laughs> it was some great love scenes oh, and Jason. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that was definitely some great love scenes with Jason Lyrics. Yeah. And like the just the setting, like everything was just like could just draw you in yeah. for that movie. Like you're you're along for the while, like oh, the ride. They painted the picture yeah. perfectly and that like yeah. so yeah. Um, okay, so what I was gonna get to was Southside with you. You remember that yes, one? Yes, absolutely. Um I actually wanted, not like they're not like, it was like their real life first lady president, but I was wanting part two. I was really into that movie. Like, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it that much. And I was like into it, wanting to know more of their story. Yeah, we got a chance to um, interview Tika Sumter um, for that film too on the podcast. And yeah, that was, that was a beautiful film. That was just a beautiful film. And I love stories about that, you know, to talk about the biography of real life prolific people. Um, So, you know, the Obamas, I mean, that's what can get more romantic than those two, you know? Right, right. Oh, man. Yeah. Can only hope. But yeah, we, I hope they're going to do some things. I think, um, I don't know if it was just Michelle or maybe it was both of them, but they have a deal. Don't they have a deal with Netflix or something coming out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They actually, they are Academy Award winning. (laughs) They won an Academy Award for, um, oh gosh, now it's escaped me, but for best documentary. Uh Oh, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, for a Netflix documentary that they did. Um, so yeah, the Obamas. Cool. Yeah, they can yeah. add that to their resume. Well, maybe we'll get us outside by you too when they calm down. What's that? <laughs> I 
I said, maybe we'll get a South side with you when they calm down a little, you know, when they stop being so busy in Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, all right. Some of these I thought were a little bit uh, hit or miss, but they were on the list like about last night. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, yes. I do remember about last night. It was all right. It was okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if that's when I would be. I was like, hey, I'm going to tell you, you need to go watch this film. Not to hate, but I'm just like, like, I like I like uh, Kevin Hart and uh, Regina. Yeah. Hart. Yeah. I mean, they were a good combo, but it was just what, like you said, it was just one of those movies, like you need something else to kind of take you over right. the edge, I feel, where people are going like, oh, yeah, right. yeah, it's, you know, it's a comedy, it's, it's a Kevin Hart film, <laughs> they can only go so far. True, true. He, he tried, like, I think he's trying, it's like, he's trying, yeah, yeah. He's 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 trying because yeah, he's starting to get put in that box where I'm like worried for him, where I'm like, okay, do something different, come out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what about um Tyler Perry's Nobody's Fool? This like popped up and I was like, mm, I don't really like this movie. I'm just gonna be honest. I didn't you know what? I didn't like it either. I did not like Tiffany Haddish in this. Yeah, I, I thought she was. This is the really one extra. Tiffany Haddish. Now, first of all, <laughs> I am a Tiffany Haddish stan i I love to be at it yeah i get really mad at people by the way on social media that go after her because she doesn't act the way people want her to act and it makes me really frustrated so i love tiffany haddish but this was the one tiffany haddish film that i just did not like um i felt like her acting didn't click but yeah yeah her acting was just way over the top in this film and Mm -hmm. actually i didn't even end up finishing the movie it was that bad for me where i just had to turn it off yeah i wanted to stop it but i was just like okay let me just keep on supporting let me just keep going (laughs) but i really did not want to watch i did not want to watch that movie i was like i'm done i like yeah yeah, the first couple of seasons so i was just done i was like why is it so long what's happening yeah yeah I, i i couldn't i couldn't um so um okay so i think both of these movies were kind of i guess like kind of bringing your friends into the situation maybe a little bit when it comes to relationship the the perfect match um and then the best man the best man oh that is a classic that's actually um i'm gonna say that's my number one that is my number one um actually I have a number one before that. That's gonna, that's my number okay. two. I'll give you my number one. Um, but yeah, the best man is just almost it's it's perfection. It's just I uh, I love the ensemble cast. I love the performances. Um, I I love the story behind it. Uh, just everything about it, like the you know there's that moment of antagonism that happens between the friends and them getting mm. ready for the wedding and um and you think maybe the wedding isn't going to happen and 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 just all of it all of the drama and then the humor all of that fueled together just it makes it for a great recipe for a fun entertaining film and the best man is just awesome and i feel like maybe even the best man kind of helped gave birth to the black ensemble you know kind of love oh yeah that is true yeah kind of i would say that yeah i was thinking that yeah 
So, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely think that the love man is like, or the love man, <laughs> the <laughs> best man is one of the, one of the best love stories, um, of did our time. Did you like the best man holiday? I did. I did. You know, and I was a little sad, you know. When, yeah, yeah. It when did, the yeah, they did really want you to cry. In that yeah, movie. yeah. I got a little sad on that one. But, um, yeah, I did love the best man holiday. It was good. It was and it was really good for a sequel because you know sequels are hard because it's just like oh, yeah. right, is it gonna match up? Is it gonna be just as good? Um, you know, it doesn't top the first one, of course, but it they oh, yeah, definitely yeah. they definitely did a good job with the sequel for sure. I definitely yeah. like the guys. Uh, was it new like a new edition song they did? Yeah, uh, they, they did like in a <laughs> room or something. I thought that was yeah. like one of my favorite scenes. I thought that, that was hilarious. Was a great scene. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see. Oh, do you want to give us your top pick or you want me to keep going? Yeah, so my top pick is Boomerang. Oh, yes. Boomerang is my favorite love, black love story of all time. I just Andre. love it. Um, you know, it's just Eddie Murphy at his finest. Eddie Murphy is, I think he delivers his greatest performance of all time in this film. Um, because oh, I can see that. Yeah, he did really good, yeah. He, he delivers what he's known best for, which is comedy, but he delivers a great dramatic performance. And um, that's hard to do. It's hard to do both comedy and drama. Mm -hmm. You've got Martin Lawrence, who is excellent. You've got David Allen Greer. You've got these great moments with John Witherspoon, may he rest in peace. Um, and then obviously, you know, his love interest, um, Eddie Murphy's love interest, Robin Givens, and Halle Berry, who kind of, you know, this is sort of her breakout role, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I like. I think they play it really well off each other. Yeah, like, I like. I definitely like them in that. Was, yeah. yeah, this is my favorite black love story of all time. Is Boomerang, and it's for me. It's one of these films that every time it's on TV, no matter what I'm doing, I have to stop what I'm doing and I'm watching it. You know, it's 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 like I'm watching yeah, the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the TV show that they had? You know what? I did not see the TV show. I know that they did that for a second. Is it still on the air? With the I, no, I was I had the same question too. I thought it was coming. They hinted like it would come back because here's what I was waiting for. It could have been, I thought it was going to go terribly wrong. It didn't go all the way to the left, but to me, they were definitely missing something. Okay. I don't know if it was like, they should have built more, they should have took more of the Boomerang storyline somehow. I mean, because you know, obviously there's going to be, um, I think Halle Berry helped produce it. I think yeah, I, you yeah. obviously know that Eddie Murphy and, and then Halle Berry also, are not going to be in it because they're so busy. Lena Waithe also produced it too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I just think like I was surprised. I just think it was just missing something. Yeah, because it wasn't like the the actors were fine because they could you know they could act and everything obviously, but because it, it was I think the um uh, I guess I'm gonna have to Google it while I'm talking. But the um the main actress I think she was supposed to be their kid in some way something like that. Because it ended up um like spoiler alert if you guys don't you know just click us off for a couple minutes turn it back on um I. Think I think because it ended up going back to like he ended up being single like who are Eddie Murphy's character for the TV show, mm -hmm. even though they left the Boomerang uh, film, you know, like as a happy couple, you know, going uh, dancing away. But um, 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I think they tried a little bit, maybe too much. Mm-hmm. It was so something might have could have toned down a little bit. Okay. Um, because it was basically bringing like a yeah, it was basically bringing like a a modern day like millennial feel to Boomerang is what they were trying to. Okay. Do. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you guys are kind of missing that Boomerang world, I mean, check it out if you want to. But I just feel like I don't know. I feel like they didn't come back. Like I haven't heard anything, so I feel like yeah, I haven't like heard anything done. about it. But I thought they were supposed to come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they were supposed to like kind of end it a little bit because they went into the whole like Me Too movement to kind of end the series, mm-hmm. um, just to give some without giving out everything away. So I think I thought they were gonna come back and finish it, mm-hmm. finish out the storyline. But I guess they were like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like when you take something that was dated from, you know, decades ago, and then you try to make it modern with what's going on today culturally, sometimes that doesn't always work, you know? True, that's true. Like taking Me Too and putting it on something that was, you know, popular over 20 years ago, um, it might not always mix well. It might be like mixing oil and water and... That's probably why, you know, for you, it didn't seem like there was not anything there. I mean, I haven't personally seen it myself, so I guess I need to judge it for myself as well. But, you know, I don't know. I Yeah, it's like one of those things. I made it through. Like, it wasn't a thing where I guess maybe some people say like the first episode was because mm-hmm. um, it's definitely one of those things where you got to watch more than one episode unless you just don't care that much to keep going because if you see the first episode you're just gonna be like "Mm, no Mm -hmm. like you have to you definitely have to get a story time to like develop so I made it through but yeah it was definitely um and I found it was Tatiana I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right Tatiana Jackson or yeah and um Taquan Richmond I don't know if any of these names are ringing bells to anybody but yeah they were like the two main characters okay um of the advertisement agency because they try to keep that part Uh uh-huh um well one the the um the girl uh the main character simone she was trying to say she was the daughter of um would have been Halle berry and eddie murphy she was trying to make it on her own doing like advertisement or commercials on the side she didn't really want to be part of the family business which is another angle they really tried to like run into the ground which i think they might have could have let off that a little bit that would have made it a little better mm. um but yeah, so yeah, if you just, if you, anybody gets any spare time and just want to like check it out a little bit, it's not bad. You'll make it through, but it's just like, yeah, I kind of, I was kind of hoping they would come back and come back with like a new spirit and some different kind of mix up to kind of do it better. Right. But it's one of those, you know, it's just one of those. I'll have to check it out. You know, yeah. See <laughs> for yourself. See, you know. Um, let's see. What is, what's another good one we can go to? Um. Okay, so we have. I, I'm debating going to what's what's love got to do with it, um, or waiting to exhale. Ooh, waiting to exhale is a really good one. That's also on my like top five. Absolutely. The soundtrack for that is amazing. By the way, that's my favorite soundtrack. I'm like, so I mad. Great any of these soundtracks for the movies. I'm so mad. Years ago, I had the soundtrack to that, and somebody stole my CD. Yeah. Um, yeah, somebody stole my CD. I'm still angry about that to this day. That person, how rude. How dare you steal Jamie's Waiting to Exhale CD? We have a problem. No, to this day. I mean, I hope you enjoy it, that person, whoever you are out there. I hope they don't. That's just rude. (laughs) How dare you? You need to bring that back. Um, But yes, best soundtrack, best movie soundtrack of all time, next to The Bodyguard, of course. But um, yeah, Bodyguard, yeah. Whitney Houston Connect. Uh, Yeah, Waiting to Exhale is a 
beautiful love film, beautiful love mm. film. And um, just the relation, again, another great ensemble piece. I want to see more Waiting to Exhales. I want to see more Black female yeah, ensemble that would be good. love. Yeah, story. I just noticed we haven't did that in a while. We haven't. That would be good. No, not since for Colored Girls. Oh, by the way, that movie, ooh, that movie got me. I only watched that movie one time. Yeah. That, that movie was intense. I couldn't go back. I, I I made it through one time, and I almost, like, I forgot what scene it was, but I almost got out the, got up out of the movie theater and walked out for a little bit and then came back, like, to take a little breather and come back. Because <laughs> it was some intense stuff for me. I was like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. Because that movie, to me, had, um, and maybe I took the wrong tip of what they were trying to accomplish. Oh, actually, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I know I took the wrong tip of what they were trying to accomplish. Uh-huh. Because... When I left that film, I was mad at all black men. I don't know why. Ooh. I was just mad. Like it didn't even make a, it didn't even like time. Tyler together. Perry has that effect. You just on kept people. thinking about all these. <laughs> What'd you say? say that again? Tyler Perry has that effect on people in his movies. <laughs> <laughs> he has black men after you see a Tyler Perry movie, like. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was so mad. I don't even know why I was mad, Jamie. I was just mad. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 But I, I would I would like to see more films um, like Waiting to Exhale. I mean, I, I don't want to come out hating black men. You know, I mean, I want to definitely want to. I mean, no, we do love our black men after. Yeah. But you got to give it a couple hours, yeah. you know, but just like for that, like hour, two hours. I was like, what is Tyler Perry doing to me right now? What is that? Right. Happening? Right. Absolutely. What is your. OK, so what is your thoughts on Tyler Perry? Because he's such a polarizing figure in the black community. I, that's a good. Okay, I love Tyler Perry for how he's creating a space that I don't think was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like having the studios down in Atlanta and everything. I love for that. Yeah. I do not. There is some genres, though, that he goes into that I'm like, no. Like, I love, like, I, and most people don't like this, but I actually love the Medea. Like, I love the Medea movie. Okay. And a lot of people are like, it's too cheesy. It's too much going on. He's trying to stereotype. Yeah. But it's like, I'm trying to think. There's this one movie he did. Um was it oh man it was it was kind of like a thriller um acrimony i think it had ben affleck in it oh is that the one i'm thinking of oh acrimony too acrimony to me was rough too i thought that one was rough too because i feel like he got he jumps into some genres that i just don't see him in sometimes okay for me that's how i feel like i feel like he he does like i feel like it goes too much like i thought acrimony like obviously the actors and stuff that he got in or actresses were doing they were fine but i just thought some somewhere where he took the storyline with taraji like on the boat scene in the end mm-hmm. i was like was that ne- i don't know i just felt like it was over the top but yeah i never wanted to go after like my ex like that i never got that mess i don't know right. but i just felt like it was really extra like on the boat at the end oh yeah. yeah so i always feel acrimony like was- he's in different genres it's yeah, no. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I was just gonna say that movie was it was good and terrible at the same time for me. Right, yeah. right. And he's and I feel like when he's not in his fun, like I really like like I know people are gonna like probably go after me on this one because this was some of his big controversy, but I love like the boo movies. Like I thought they were good. <laughs> Cause I wanted to laugh. Like I just wanted to go in a movie and laugh. Like I just want you know, I just I just thought it was fun. Like you can't take him that seriously in those movies. Yeah. Cause you know he's just bringing in like a bunch of comedians and stuff. To do like, I mean, essentially stupid stuff. Like, I mean, he's just bringing in people, you know, just so you can laugh and make fun of like, you know, Halloween instead of like, like, you know, it's not going to be like South Five or something. Right. I mean, I guess for me, 
I don't see myself ever going to a Tyler Perry movie in the movie theaters and like paying for it. Like it's not something where I have to get a ticket, but if it's a Sunday and I'm bored and I don't have anything to do and it happens to come on my TV, I'll sit down and watch it. Cause I, I do, I have seen the boo movies and you know, they are, they are entertaining. I'm not going to lie. So I will watch it um, for entertainment. Yeah. But I do agree with you. I like the fact that he created this studio and um, that, mm-hmm. you know, it was something that was, you know, a, a place of empowerment for black folks and that he's employing black people. But my only concern is that, you know, as of late, like when he posted on his Instagram page, the uh, six shows that he's producing and that he's writing all of them himself. Yeah, I'm just kind of concerned that he doesn't have oh, any, yeah, that he doesn't that, have a writing yeah. team. And that's taking away employment from Black writers. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that's that's a little bit concerning. And also, I'm just like, what about self-care? Like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine working yeah. on six shows <laughs> as right. a writer, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, the, yeah. And then it would add, right. And then it would add to your story if you think about it. Because you yeah, need different voices. Exactly. Like you need different exactly. So I have I have a love, I wouldn't say hate, but I, I go back and forth with Tyler Perry because I see what he's doing. Because he seems to be somebody that yeah. likes to micromanage. He wants things done his way because he's probably been through situations where he's worked with folks. And where he's worked with black folks mm-hmm. and they haven't done what they supposed to do, you know, and they didn't show up on time or they, you right, know, they didn't right, deliver right. the way they were supposed to. And he has to, you know, pick up the pieces and do it himself. And trust me, as somebody who is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and runs her own business, I know what that's like. So I feel Tyler on that. But at the same time, you do got to yeah. delegate some you know tasks to groups of people and not handle it all yourself uh because you know that's that's taking away opportunities from other folks and it's a huge responsibility and again i'm just thinking about self-care like how do you have time for anything yeah i mean i i personally i couldn't do it i could not see myself writing six tv shows at once like I would definitely need a team of people so yeah like uh, it, it it it's crazy to me to think that he yeah 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 would even want to do that by himself but um at the same time I kind of empathize if he's gone through the whole situation of dealing with people that have not you know handled things well um so yeah like I said I go back and forth because it's a it's it's a complicated yeah i hope he yeah i hope one day he kind of gets that trust back and kind of opens it up because i watched um, i don't know if you ever seen the haves and have nots and um uh i think it was loving if loving you is wrong the ones he had on Mm -hmm. own for a minute um that he were that he was like i to me like now granted i didn't finish i got a i got way a lot further in um the haves and have nots and I did um if love you is wrong but to me this the characters almost could be like Mm. interchangeable at some point if you see what I'm okay. saying, like because of the shows, and I think that's I wonder if that's one of the things, um, you know, and maybe and it maybe it could just be me. Maybe people saw like a different center, but I was thinking of one of if that's one of the things he does because he has to write it all himself. 
Because to me, it didn't seem like he was some of the characters. He was doing anything different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't watch it's either one of the. My mom, mom, she loves to have and have nots. Um, I don't watch either one of those. Oh yeah, it definitely has a drama. If you just want like pure, just crazy drama going in, yeah, have and have nots <laughs> is a show for you. But I, I, I wouldn't doubt it because it definitely has. I can see. I can see yeah. why you'd be addicted. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, I just don't know how he does it. I'm just hoping because, and that might be why he when he tries to break off into these other films like like we're talking about acrimony. Um, and I don't know why I can't think of like, oh, Gone Girl was in it. I don't know if he was just. I think okay, yeah, I I thought that was okay, but I just feel like whenever he because I think he might have had some producing stuff in that one mm-hmm. and had like a little yeah. small role. Gone Girl, and I just feel like. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just feel like when he steps into other genres, <laughs> I'm a little worried for him. And I don't know if he's taking over like <laughs> like creative control of some of that stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the the workload or something. But I don't know. It just it ne- never connects yeah. for me every time he does that. Whenever he's out of like the comedy drama. Yeah, I just my 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 hope and my advice to Tyler is you just, you know, let some folks step in. And if your concern is people not, you know, doing their job, just fire them. Fire the people that are doing their job and hire yeah. somebody that's right. actually that's qualified yeah. to do the work and, you know, work with competent people. That's as simple as that. Um, but don't try to take everything, you know, on yourself because that's not, I mean, after a while, you're going to wear yourself out. You just, you, you can't run a company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have, And then he has a little son. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, he do, how he's doing it. I mean, I know you got nannies, but I'm just like. I don't yeah, know how he's like yeah. fitting all that stuff in. So, um, let's see. Let's get back to some. I got like a couple, like couple to kind of finish off. Couple like cute where I think is cute. You guys might. I don't know if you guys want to tear these apart or not. Um, but let's see. So just right and brown yes. sugar. Because I think I think those are some good ones for um because Queen Latifah was in Brown Sugar. Right? That's right. Was, was right. Queen Latifah. Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs was in uh, Brown Sugar. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought those are two like really cute ones. They're just like if you just want to chill out one day and or if you want to have a movie day with your girlfriends, kind of chill out, watch those two. I thought those are super cute ones to add to add in to our list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are also some really great ones. Um but yeah, that's all I got. I, Unless I, you, know, I, you want to add into there. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of some more that um was some really great black love movies. I mean, I guess you know let's let's throw in moonlight moonlight is a great black love oh, film i haven't i still you know I, that's gonna be bad. I still haven't seen that one i need to watch it i haven't seen it what i know okay i need you to after this podcast yep that's what i'm doing that's what i'm doing for the rest of the day guys go and watch moonlight so for my queer uh brothers and sisters out there um let me throw out some films. I, I would say Moonlight. Another great black love film is Pariah. That is a beautiful film. Um, and um, also um, Bessie was great too with Queen Latifah. That I was made it halfway. Film. I made it halfway. <laughs> Not because I didn't like <laughs> it, but I haven't finished that one either. I'm, I'm so bad at this list right now. This is sounding so bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Beth was Bessie really a love story though. It was more just her. It's more of just 
a biography and you know she just happened to be mm. a queer character yeah. but pariah was a black female love story um there was also another black queer love story that came out um toronto film festival god the name escapes me it starts with an r or something man um, oh, well. sure. I could, I could I might, I, it, the name escapes me but yeah you need to see moonlight moonlight is just gorgeous it's just such a beautiful film Mahershala ali won the academy award for that performance and um uh the young man that also uh recently won an emmy for um when they see us um gosh now his name is escaping me but uh he also stars in the film um Jarell Jerome Jarell Jerome was in uh Moonlight as well so yeah please <laughs> see that movie it's great um I, I need a that's what I need to be doing I need to watch it <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else because that's a good point that you brought up those movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I need to, I didn't get that whole list and just sit down uh, a day and just watch all of it. I need to watch all of it, yeah. And, um, Pariah that was directed by D Rees. I saw that many years ago when that came out, and that's just mm-hmm. a beautiful uh love story as well. Rafiki, that's the movie that I'm thinking of. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I heard. I heard about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a film definitely um, based out. It's based in Kenya. Um, I saw Tangerine. That's not really a love story, but um, that's also um, a queer um, film with um, a cast that um, mostly is featured with a transgender cast. So. Um, I just, okay. I, I just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted to give our LGBTQ brothers and sisters some love there. Um, yeah, I'm feeling it, and I'm going to catch up because I need to see them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, any other Black love films that I'm thinking of that I might be missing? Oh, I got one, but it's not a, it's not, it's, it's not on the, um, uh, the queer uh, spectrum. Unless you had one more on that one, I did think of one I forgot to mention though. Oh no, go ahead. Um, a thin line between love and hate. I love this one. Oh I yeah, in this one. One. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Between. <laughs> sing it, Jamie. Sing it. Yeah, that was yeah, that one. Was that was the one I love when Whitfield did this. She was so bad, but it was so good. I love this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good King, one. I thought they bomb in this one. Of course, Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. That was so, a yeah, good one. I, just, I, I remember like watching that movie. I remember being shocked when I first watched the movie. And then I like after that I went back and watched it like 10 more times. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was a really, really that was a good one. And um, um go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Um, I was oh. gonna say, does Romeo must die? Does that count as a does that count? Yeah, I mean, but was okay. it was it black love though? Wasn't it interracial love? Right, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I think that that would oh. be interracial, I guess. Yeah, because I was gonna bring up Sanaa Lathan and something new, but I was like, oh yeah, but that ain't black oh, love. Yeah, something new, yes, yeah. I, that, that was, that's also that my my top also like love story. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, 
but you know yeah, that's interesting yeah i don't know if these things count or not for the black community if they will put that in the category too yeah we, we would have to do like an interracial love podcast later on or something and yeah throw yeah we gotta bring these back up yeah we'll bring these back up um all right well I, I can't I can't think of any more. I mean, I gave you my top ones that I really like. So yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to like I was trying to think for a little bit because I'm like, there's gonna be one that we did not show any love to. That's supposed to be on this list, but I can't think of it. The wood was really good. I, I like the wood. wood. Yeah, yeah. That's a good I one. Wanted more from that movie when it ended, really. But I mean, they they all went to do like tons of other things. So I feel like Tay Diggs is in like all of these movies from like the '90s. Yeah, black Jay love movies, man. That guy, he was good, and he was good. Like he was, I mean, he's still good, but he, some of the roles he plays, I'm like, he 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 reminds me of like like that. Um, I don't know, like that, like that kind of like aggravating like cousin or something. Like the guy that you just want to go over there, like has like talent, but you want to go over there. Like sometimes when I see him in his roles now, because he was on um Empire for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he just yeah. like so for some of his updated roles. But yeah, I loved him in like those older, yeah, those older movies. He was good in the like the and early nineties. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, some of his roles now because I don't know, and then sometimes he'll get a little cheesy on me. Like in some of the mm-hmm. stuff he does, and I'm like, oh, come on, Tay Diggs. <laughs> but yeah, shout out, shout out to uh, Tay Diggs and his future uh movie endeavors. Yeah, he just can't stay on TV for very long, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) No, every time, it's a running joke that I always have with folks. It's like, Tay Diggs, whenever he is on television and he has a series, it gets canceled in like one season or two seasons tops. Like, he just doesn't have any sustainability in television. I don't know why, but. Yes, that guy. But Oh, there's also a Netflix film. One oh yeah, one more. Um, there's also a Netflix film called Been So Long with um Michaela Coel, Michaela Coel, who yeah. was in Showing Them, and it's kind of like a musical. Oh, I love um, that musical. Yeah, oh, it I got mixed down reviews. Right now. Yeah, it kind of got mixed reviews. I reviewed it for Black Girl Nerds. I liked it. There were some parts that were kind of weird for me, but overall, it was a pretty good film. Um. But yeah, it is a musical, so just you know, FYI, if musicals aren't your thing, then just beware. What's the name? What's uh, the name again? Been so long. Okay. Um, but it's a great black love story, and you know, I love Michaela Coel. She's fantastic. I don't know why she's not in more things uh, since Chewing Gum got canceled. So I really want to see her in all the things because she is just so funny and entertaining to watch. Um, but that is a recent uh, Black Love film that came out like a year or maybe two years ago. Wow, I got so much on my to watch list. This is this is crazy. Yeah, start with Moonlight though. Start with Moonlight. <laughs> got it. Got it. Start. Yeah, with that's an Academy Award winning picture. Gotta watch I, that. I know. I'm just I'm just slacking, Jamie. You know what can I say? I'm just slacking. <laughs> I got I got no excuses. I don't know what to tell you. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I need I need to watch Love Jones again because I've, I've yeah watch it again. Like, totally if you just want to chill out, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I yeah that's when I would suggest to you yeah if you just want to chill out for a little bit. I like yeah Love Jones. <laughs> good old Lorenz Tate that never ages. Exactly. 
Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. So I guess Jamie, tell the people where they can find you watching um Love Jones. Yeah, you can find me at <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Jamie Broadnax on Twitter these days. You'll probably see me ranting about politics because it's a big passion of mine. Right guys. She has some good rants. Check that out. I'm with the I'm with the rants. I'm like, look at Jamie put her voice out there. I just gotta give you a shout out real quick because it's dope. Because I'm looking at the rants and I'm like, I just need to, did I go, did I do my voting today? Do I need to step it up? But yeah, go check those out, guys. I like that. <laughs> um, you can find me at November Bear on Twitter. Um, giving you my latest review of Moonlight. So stay, stay posted for that. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's it. And also, um, of course, um, BGN on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, definitely look us up for all that kind of stuff. We have like a bunch of like, we just listed all the interviews that we did for all the Black Love movies and everything. So go back and check all that kind of, all that stuff out. Um, but that's it guys. So uh, happy uh, Black Love movie watching day or weekend, however you want to put it. Um, and we'll talk to you guys uh, later. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.